Well, John, what did you think of tonight's episode? I loved it. The last-minute addition of Wally Kogan to the lineup was a bit of a gamble, but it really paid off. Marge and Lisa painting eggs? Did that work for you? <laughs> oh, big time. They came off the bench with a huge effort that allowed Homer and Bart to make some significant gains. Did it strike you as odd that in a Super Bowl show with Dolly Parton we didn't see any football or singing? I hadn't thought about it, but in retrospect, it was kind of a ripoff. What a way to treat the loyal fans who put up with so much nonsense from this franchise. Any final thoughts? Nah, I'm too mad. Let's get the heck out of here. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. That was pretty good. Good work, us. Yeah. Good work, you. Oh, thanks. For picking a <laughs> short play. <laughs> Absolutely. For us to do. That was fun. Um, not as fun as this episode. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I think I've, I don't know if I've gone on record, but I should have before mm -hmm. saying that this is one of my, that this was one of my favorite season 10 episodes. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I haven't watched it in a while, as uh -huh. is tradition with these season 10 ones, yeah. but... Um, going into it, I was like, I remember this being one of my least favorite episodes of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll and talk I'm, all about I that. Mean, I what, mean, like the show though. And what, what, and what show are we, Greg? And the thing is, this okay. is two bad neighbors. Thank you. Your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons seasons one through ten. My Nailed name it. is Greg. My name is Alan, and we're here to talk about the Simpsons and football. One, Are you ready for some football? One topic that uh, that we know quite a bit about, and another topic that we, we know little to nothing about. <laughs> little to nothing, yes, <laughs> except that it causes CTE, um, and and um, what is that? Is that the concussion? That's thing? the concussion thing. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the Will Smith movie. That's the tell the truth. That yeah, um, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Do your job. <laughs> Do your something. job. I don't know. Tell the truth. You let David Morse die. Oh no! <laughs> Is he in that movie? He's in that movie. Yeah, he's the he's the guy who kind of sets it off. He's like a Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback or receiver or something. Somebody who knows football. Sound off Man, in you the know, comments or don't. Whichever. I feel like there's many movies where adding a little bit of Morse code just like just amps it up. You Can know? we talk a little bit about <laughs> movies that have added a little bit of Morse code and we're all the better for it? <laughs> I think The Hurt Locker mm. with its little bit of Morse little code. Morse code, yeah. Just yeah, that's a cherry on a very good cake. Uh, the Rock. Oh God, yes. It's not. It's a. It's a bigger amount of Morse it's a, code. It's a bigger amount, but he still does the twelve monkeys. The same also thing. great Morse code. God, he's good in twelve. Dave Morse just rules. Yeah, he. That's um, the long and short of it. Season season three of House. <laughs> that's right. A little bit of recurring Morse code. <laughs> He's like the asshole who hates house, right? Yeah, he yeah. is. And everybody's like, is everybody's like, this cop's an asshole. When you're like, right? When he's you, a cop. When, yeah, when, yeah. When you zoom out, it's like, nah, he's right. Yeah, no, house is an asshole. House is the asshole, <laughs> and, and he's, he's a drug addict. And he's a drug yeah, addict. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, he's a he's a loose cannon. He is a loose cannon. That is uh, hard to <laughs> refute. Yeah, we watched recently the episode, the the scene in House where he raps with Lin Manuel. I do not remember that at all. That <laughs> happens. Guys, that happens in the show. Amazing. House. Near the end of its run, of okay, course. Yeah. Because I did start a rewatch a while ago and I only got to up to season four before I didn't that's, give up, but just kinda like tapered off. And that's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. Uh, season four is is quite good. 
I think the, when he assembles the new team. Yeah, the yeah. new team of interns is great. I think it's a lot of fun, and they add a great amount of energy, and that's all you needed. Great. Ta-da. Bye, house. Yep. We're going to foreclose that house. It's weird that the three interns that he chews end up dying. All of them? Yeah, pretty much. No, just the uh, Cal Penn character. Yeah, he kills himself. Because he wants to work with Obama. (laughs) But the other... (laughs) That's true. That's true. In real life. That's that's exactly The actor was like, I want off. Yeah. You're going to need to kill me off screen. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You're going to make my character commit suicide? Off himself, yeah. It's insane. Uh, But no, Amber... uh, that the the one that uh, hooks up oh, with Robert Sean Leonard, but she's not hired. No, but she does die. She does die. Yes. Yeah, and um, thirteen, it's thirteen, uh, Olivia Wilde, and uh, Tob. Tob. Yeah, I can't remember that actor's name. Yeah, um, me but he's good. But they're still they're aren't, don't, they're for the rest of the the, season, the show. I'm pretty she, sure she eventually will die of Huntington's though. <laughs> <laughs> all right well if you're gonna go that way, everyone eventually dies <laughs> yes. in the canon but they make a very specific point of being like you're gonna die and real soon probably does she find out that she has huntington's no she already knew oh she already knew yeah because wasn't there a whole plot about her doing the test and then not wanting to know the results never mind she didn't know you're okay right. <laughs> <laughs> um well this isn't uh you know uh, the house podcast. No, it's not. This isn't rocking the house, which is oh. our uh, house podcast. Surprise! We're announcing it now. <laughs> That's what it That's is. That's our next project. That's the next rocking the house. We're kidding, of course. Yeah, no one. No, wants this that. is two bad neighbors, and we are talking about Sunday Cruddy Sunday, and of course, we have a guest. We do. But first, <laughs> have you been? Oh, <laughs> I've been better, but uh, you know that's that's life. You've been those- better, but you're getting better. Uh, I think so. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I came down with Bell's palsy, so if I'm sounding kind of weird, <laughs> that's the reason. Um, basically, half my face is uh, f- like un- unresponsive to my brain, mm-hmm. so the muscles are not uh, able to move. Mm-hmm. So I'm speaking out of one side of my mouth right now. <laughs> I think you're doing a damn good job of it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I definitely was nervous about uh, having to talk for a long time Yeah. Um, yeah. with this condition, but uh, yeah, it was it was weird. It just... it. Pro- uh, cropped up out of nowhere. Um, it's it's kind of a medical mystery in general. Like they don't really know why it happens to people, but yeah. it does happen sometimes. And uh, you know, prognosis is good, so it's not like uh, you know I'm not too too worried about that. It's just a matter of dealing with it for a couple weeks. I think hopefully just a couple weeks. I don't know. People have it for months. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but you know, the doctors gave me some prednisone, so I'm on the roids <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Getting swole, yeah, because <laughs> I'm uh, eating liquids mostly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just it's it's funny because it was like yeah, like the one thing that I do in this pandemic right now is uh, podcast host trivia, which requires a lot of talking. Yeah, so it's like oh, the universe is trying to take that away from me. Yeah, and also eating. I love eating. That's yeah. another thing that I enjoy doing during this, and it's taking that away from me. So fuck you, universe. It's it's like this whole thing is it's 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 a test for for like everyone everyone encounters their tests yeah i think at some point or another in it and um i'm sick of tests <laughs> if uh if i'm being i'm sick of my friends encountering them yeah i'm sick of myself encountering them i'm just i'm sick of it it would be really nice to go see mortal Kombat in theaters <laughs> is what i'm trying to say yeah that's, that's really the long and short of all this <laughs> 
is why can't I see Mortal Kombat in theaters? Damn it. Um, yeah. But how have you been, Greg? You've been working on a project. I have been working on a project, and it is. Uh, I'm working at uh, Vertigo Theater right now um, on a project called the USS Artemis, which is a uh, audio play written and created by uh, friends of the show, past and future guests in all shapes and sizes, <laughs> um, Ali and Camille. I don't need to say their last names. If you listen to the show, you know who they are. <laughs> the Cinevals. Yeah, they they wrote a really cool sci-fi uh, treatment for a play. And, and they are credited on the play as the Cinevals, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very confusing for everyone outside of this world. Yeah. Everyone outside of this world, outside of this house. It's like, Val. Well, neither are, of you named Val. What are you, Why are you... What are you talking what, about? This, this isn't cinematic. I don't understand. <laughs> It's quite literally the uh, anti-cinema in a lot of ways. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but it is a binaural audio experience, which basically... Now explain what that is to those that don't know. It's basically when you record audio the way humans he, human ears work. It's two microphones linked in stereo, which is basically another way of saying two speakers... Uh, and then panned ex- to the extreme so that it feels like the sound is coming from inside your head. It's a lot of what the ASMR community uses, and we're trying to make it sci-fi. Cool. And one of the things that has been a really, really fun little experiment that I didn't even know was going to happen was we... Well, I, I started turning the Vertigo studio space into my Foley soundscape mm-hmm. for a spaceship. Cool. So I would put the the binaural mic, which I made, in various spots around Vertigo and just record room tones for like 15 minutes and then put a big equalizer on it, like bump the, the lows and all the bass stuff so it sounds like it's in space. So we made Vertigo sound like a spaceship. That's rad. Yeah. It's pretty fun. (laughs) What do you think about that, Brayden? Let's bring you in here. (laughs) I think that sounds fun. (laughs) I'm a science fiction enthusiast. so Not a football enthusiast, but a science fiction enthusiast. Our guest being very polite and not not chiming in, but we we welcome it and encourage it. We have a a returning guest. Hi. It's Brayden Griffiths. (laughs) Hello. Uh, Second time on the main feed. Yeah, we Third brought him in, in because, as Greg stated at the top, we don't know a lot about football, Nothing. and we figured we'd bring in an expert. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Braden notoriously played uh, uh, short running back, running back for Correct. the Calgary Stampeders That's yep. right. for two seasons. Yep. Yes. Um, well, he was an alternate, but you know. <laughs> and still, you know. He was benched for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what? They let you play three or four games? Yeah, I jerseyed up. Yeah. Um, they let you do the, the final play in a championship game at, a la Rudy. That's right. Yeah. I, got, I became friends with the horse that runs <laughs> as they touch down. <laughs> or safety. <laughs> is that a real thing? I don't know anything about the Stampeders. Do they have a horse on the, on the field? This is plausible to me. Uh, kind of. It's when like when they when they do score a touchdown, um, they have like uh, uh, like women, very attractive women riding horses. Oh, and they they ride them uh, up and down the as long as they're attractive. The grid. Yeah, yeah. To one of those uggos on the oh field. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just kidding. I'm on medication. Um, 
It's going to be my excuse for everything now. It wasn't me. It was the drugs. When I you react you. like that, it was the drugs. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> really, it's a blessing what's happened. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> But yes, the the Calgary Stampeders do have have that along with like uh, along with the cheerleaders. That's their that's their version of the Calgary Flames going up and shooting the flames, shoot, shooting the flames off. Right, yeah, right, right. Um, they do the which I also didn't know existed until I went to a Flames game live and was very happy about. It's pretty cool, <laughs> it right? It's really cool. It's yeah. so hot. It's, it's so yeah, hot. you feel it. Yeah, it's so much hotter than you think it's going to be. Yeah, wild stuff. You think like maybe they shouldn't do that indoors? Yeah, ultimately, <laughs> I mean, in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to have gone just fine. It's like, well, I maybe the thought is it's like, well, it's over ice. Yeah, I mean, yes. Like if the building lights on fire, that ice is going to turn back into in its original form. And that's and just so good to put out fire. Yeah, it's great. It's all right there for you. Everyone water knows puts out fire. Everyone knows water always puts out fire. Yes, always. Especially always. grease fires. Yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I just uh, just for a small addendum. Anyone listening, please don't put out these yeah. fires in water. Do it. Don't do it. It's the sarcasm. <laughs> yes, sarcasm alert. Just want to don't. We don't want to get sued. You know, for for some of our American friends who don't read Canadian sarcasm very well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat all of them. Is that really a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Apparently, yeah. Seriously, yeah. True is it story. An, is it an accent thing? Based based on our small like <laughs> contingent of American, of American friends, friends. Yeah, like okay. it's it's just because we we say it with just normal cadence and tone. I understand, and it's just supposed to be. You're supposed to realize it's sarcasm based on the absurdity, the, yeah, the weirdness that we're saying, and oh. not the fact. Like we're not like yeah, and everyone knows you put out grease fires with water. Like we don't do that, ah, right? I gotcha. Like the way I said it was just normal when I said it earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so apparently that's weird because <laughs> we're part of the Commonwealth. I guess uh, yes. It's yes. that it's ordered by the queen. It's the very it's the dryness. <laughs> yeah. of it. It's that Windsor dryness. <laughs> <laughs> they do look like very dry people, don't oh my they? Lord, racist and dry. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like just like if you if you if you put a drop of water on the queen, she would just turn into a blob. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Philip made it through. I thought he was done for. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, Philip was in the hospital. <laughs> was he? Yeah. He, oh, he's shit. 99 he's, years old. He's been in the hospital like 20 times in the last year. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, but like time. this time, I was pretty, you were pretty sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a California raisin at this yeah. point. Oh, so he looks really cool? Yeah, super cool. <laughs> he played play this. Yeah. I was just <laughs> <laughs> Made out of clay. <laughs> what about clay? You got a problem with clay? <laughs> uh, how you been, Brayden? Yeah, I've been I've been okay. Yeah, I've been okay. I mean, look, hey, pandemic times, all challenges. So, yeah. But but like I got a roof over my head. I have a job currently, which is like that's not common in the arts. So uh so yeah, I've been okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no grease fires. No grease fires. <laughs> I haven't had to watch uh, seasons five, six, or later of House, so it's pretty good. <laughs> that is good. Don't I, watch those seasons. No, but I would like to see Mortal Kombat and like uh, Godzilla versus Kong just yeah. came out, and I want to see that in the theaters. Ding, dang it. Yeah, I don't want to see that movie unless I can see it as big as possible. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I mean, yeah. So you know, there's been big challenges. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> big big challenges. Oh, you know what I watched the other night? 
is the raid the raid redemption i watched oh, that again i haven't again. seen the raid I, I just rewatched that last weekend really yeah it's amazing it's so good <laughs> it's it's absolutely incredible where what is uh what's because uh, it's a foreign film sure is. Uh, <laughs> what country does it come from indonesia indonesia that's right oh, i wouldn't guess and that. i believe okay. i believe i know this that you love the movie dread oh yeah the raid Woo-hoo! dread is heavily influenced by the raid yeah, Dread like the, is heavily influenced yes. by the raid. Yeah, because the raid the is essentially raid. oh, there's a drug kingpin in this building with like tenants and stuff, and you got to get up to and the it's top. Like we got to yeah. go get them, and it's just this like ragtag crew of uh, of police heading in to, to take them out, and that's the premise. Yeah. And it's just like let's do it, and it's like oh no, there's machete boys, uh, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like Third oh no, we got to find them. Machete boys. Yeah, it starts oh, with like gunplay, and then like becomes uh. Uh, yeah, like machete, like knife play, and then the the last battle is like all fist to fist. So it's like this weird like downgrade of weapons as it goes. It's so cool. It gets so much more brutal. The yeah. fist, the like the the three way fist fight, so good is so long, right? And so good. Like there's moments in that where I'm like, it's got to be done. Like, and there's many moments in that movie because I like I enjoy action movies. I enjoy violence in movies. It's fun. Um, yeah. yeah. But there's so many moments in this movie where I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had one moment in, in the episode that yeah. made me go, oh, um, but how many, okay, how many karate? Well, probably wasn't someone stabbing someone in the kneecap <laughs> and then tearing the kneecap out with the knife. Like, oh it's my. brutal. Yeah. Oh my. But it's cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> On a scale cool. of zero to green room, how gross is it? Ooh, that's a good scale. Oh, that is scale. a good scale. Um, I would say green room. It's pretty. It's, Seriously, yeah. Like yeah. and and because there's more of it too. Yeah. Like the stuff that happens oh. in green room is pretty like sparse, but oh. when it does happen, it's brutal. Yeah. But in this, it's like it, it's just like nonstop, pretty much. You know? Yeah. Seriously. Okay. Well, then I'll get desensitized throughout it. Yeah. Yeah. Most important question: How many karate dudes? <laughs> or hey, look, guys, gals, or non-binary there's only men pals. in this movie. <laughs> only men. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think uh, very dude centric. I think there's two women in this movie, and they're both they both stay in bed. Okay, <laughs> okay, the patriarchy full effect. But okay, so how many karate dudes take on the building of other karate dudes? Well, there are in the trailer it says twenty twenty cops, yeah. thirty floors of mayhem. Uh, oh, and those, are we on the cops side at the beginning? Yeah, um, but the whole thing is it <laughs> takes place. The the thing is, it takes place in this in this semi fictionalized version of Jakarta, where like, oh yeah, there's like two good cops right. in these twenty, and that's the that's the whole idea of this world that they're setting up. Right. The protagonist is, like, is a rookie. Yeah, protagonist so like, is a rookie. Yeah. He is a, he has integrity. The his sergeant is a good guy who wants to do good, but then mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of gray. Around there, and there's like old man, old man Winter, who's who's a bad kind guy, of bad guy. He's yeah. a bad, bad man, and he's the highest ranking cop. And I was watching, I was like, why did they bring this old man with them again? <laughs> I don't remember yeah. why. It's like, oh, because he's like, yeah, he's a bad cop essentially. And one of the things that it sets up and actually delivers on is the promise of a bigger world outside of the building. <gasps> yeah, further, further raids, raid further two. raids. The raid two is it's fucking cool. Is the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> but with martial arts. Seriously. Because yeah. like if you watch the raid and you enjoy it, it's yeah, the raid two is essentially taking that same basic idea of awesome action scenes, but it's like, but instead of being all in one building now, it's out in the rest of the world. Yes. So there's like a big car chase, there's a, a subway scene, I believe. Yeah, there's a there's um, a, there's a, there's a, a big fight. I saw that one the first time yeah. at your old house. Yeah. And then and then they do 
the raid again. <laughs> it's like <gasps> at the last half hour of the movie, he's just going through a hotel, through a restaurant. Yes. And like it's so fucking great. So and good. like some of these, some of these guys in the movie, in the first movie, uh, reprise, uh, themselves, but play different characters. Dope. And it's like, you know, it's that whole thing where you're like, oh, these these guys clearly are like a stunt team that like working together, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. they probably train at the same dojo or training yeah. facility, and then they're just like, oh, we're just gonna cast them in the movie again because it would be very difficult to have this chemistry, this fight chemistry with other people. Like, also, uh, you might know this better, like the basics of this better, but uh, a big chunk of the cast from the raid are in The Force Awakens. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was going to mention the same thing, and I only knew that as like a trivia fact, yep. and I was like, what's the raid? And, and so I, I'm not sure if it's because J.J. Abrams really lo- liked the raid. I don't know if you know, Greg. It probably is. Yeah. Like that. It, it, that's the only connection that I can actually see to it, is that J.J. Abrams probably likes the raid, uh, even though <laughs> a lot of the time uh, Ryan Johnson... Uh, his action sequences look a little bit more like the raid, just the way his like his camera follows a certain point yeah, on the action. Yeah. Um, it's oh, it, the it, camera work is so good. Yeah, he seems to be aping a little bit of uh, Gareth Evans in um, director of the raid. Yeah, in some of his in some of his movies. Um, but J.J. Abrams, I don't think really apes anybody. He just he's got his own thing. He's got his own thing that he got, but he clearly likes the raid, and so he puts the like three guys from the raid yeah, in it. Main guy. The uh, main guy main... doesn't say a word. What in the in in the? They're the ones who come the... and are like, oh, we have these Ragnars. Or yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, the hallway monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the main guy from the raid doesn't say a word in Force Awakens. Hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's the, one of the, the other guy guys. Who, who's like one of the the one who has the kind of final showdown. It's Mad Dog. Yeah, yeah. Mad Dog actually has lines yeah. in Force Awakens. Yeah, um, but Ico doesn't. Um, Inter- interestingly enough, though, because he's in that movie, what is it, 20, 26 miles, twenty miles, something like that. It's with Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I don't know. Um, oh, that's a football movie, isn't it? No, no. that's Invincible. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Twenty Nine Yards. Uh, that that is legitimately what I was thinking of. That is legitimately. I don't what know. I was if, is that of. a real thing? I didn't even know. I just figured yards made more sense for a football movie. I mean, I could talk about the raid all day. All I need to say is you should see both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a raid three Parabellum? God, I wish. <laughs> I wish there was a raid three Parabellum. But you can say that John Wick does owe a lot oh, yeah. to John these Wick's movies. very okay. yeah, influenced by the movie, too. Yeah, and John Wick is perfect. Those are perfect movies. They are perfect movies, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Those are yeah. perfect movies. Yeah. Um, it's very rare to get a perfect trilogy, and The Raid might do it if they ever bring it back. Right, yeah. Because like, these guys have all gone on to do other things since The Raid 2, yeah. and even Gareth Evans, the director, said, like, yeah, it's going to be a long time before we do a third one, because mm-hmm. The Raid 2 looks like it hurt. Oh, I understand. Right, they're going to die. work. It's it's insane. They're yeah. going to die earlier for yeah. having made that movie. <laughs> yeah. I they might have CTEs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's um there's just there's just so many scenes in that movie where you're like I cannot believe I'm watching this. Yeah. We can talk about it off mic, but I'm interested in what your perfect trilogies are. Ooh. Oh, we can talk about that on mic. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're supposed to be talking about football, but I don't know anything about football, so delay of game. Here we go. <laughs> I think uh, that's a penalty. I do think the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah that's an easy one. Without a doubt, is is my my top perfect trilogy. Okay. I 
love yeah, John Wick. Man, I can't I can't think of too many perfect trilogies. I can think of like really good trilogies, but none none I would call perfect. Except for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean. Um like Star original Star Wars trilogy, even that I wouldn't call perfect. No, me neither. Far like, from it. Yeah. None of those Ewoks come in. <laughs> um I like I'm gonna throw something out there. Temple of Doom is actually my favorite Indiana Jones movie, which Whoa, I know is a hot un- take. Yeah, it's a hot take. And I know it's like it does have some racism in it and like it's old fashioned in its way, but I find it I like the B film of that movie. Yeah, that's and fair. therefore That's Indiana- one I watched the least of, of the indie movies and but I just rewatched Raiders recently and I, and with the intention of watching yeah. uh the other ones after. So I'll yeah, I'll I'll let you know once I <laughs> rewatch yeah. Temple how so, I feel because it's been a while. That makes that a perfect trilogy for me, but you also then have to forget the fourth one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which that's I just true. rewatched, and it's fun, but it's bad. Yeah, that's always how I felt about uh, Crystal Skull. It's a it's a fun movie. I, I have a I have a fun time watching it, but it's yeah. not a good movie. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's got so many flaws, but yeah. But one I have of a lot the, of fun. One of the things that's about like making a sequel is that it doesn't diminish the ones that come before it. Yeah. Um, because it's a sequel, and uh, that's that's one of the risks you take in making prequels. Yes, like right, right, like the Chlorians. Yeah, Do, does the Hobbit movies diminish the Lord of the Rings? I argue no. Yeah, yeah, I still don't think it, they do, but I understand what you're saying that it can affect it a bit more because yeah. it can recontextualize things that came before. Uh, versus like something like King of the Crystal Skull, it's like yeah, they bring in Mutt, which a lot of people don't like, but that doesn't like that doesn't uh, take away Indy's character journey throughout the first three films. Not at right? all. I mean, there isn't one. Which is nice. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Indiana Jones uh, in the in uh, is Last a, Crusade, I'd say he has a journey. Yes, yeah. he has a he has a he has a movie arc. Yeah, he doesn't have uh he doesn't have a three film arc or right. anything like that. Especially in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, he starts out as a very hot archaeologist, mm-hmm. and he ends as a very hot archaeologist. True. Yeah, and we found out that he banged an underage girl throughout. Oh yeah, Marion. Oh, it's kind of throughout the movie. Wait, what? Well, in the in the context of the movie, he did oh, this. See. Yes, uh, was Marion was underage. Yeah, it's a George Lucas movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he was grooming us like Woody Allen was grooming us? Oh boy! Uh. <laughs> Just like one day you'll accept it. Is that, yeah, is yeah. That one day I'm gonna sneak it into enough movies, and you'll be like, like I guess this is normal. <laughs> Change he does cult. a movie a year and it's yeah. always there so change it from the inside <laughs> oh this is like the violence in the raid I feel okay about this it's now it's fine now <laughs> see <laughs> um, we almost got back onto football yeah we yeah close are you ready for some football are you ready for the so Greg, fun time yeah you, you like this episode? I do. I do like this episode. At the end of the day, I have a lot of fond memories of this episode. And I, you know what? I cannot, uh, I cannot defend it. That's like, fair. Like, I think this is, this is one of those. You have fun that, with it, but you're not like, yeah, I have reasons. Yeah. I have a lot of fun. I think, I think it is a mess. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, four it, accredited writers. Oh. Yeah. Let, let's just dive let's in. Dive it's in, it's yeah. the uh, Sunday Cruddy Sunday, the 12th episode of season 10, written by Tom Martin, George Meyer, Brian Scully, and Mike Scully, and directed by Stephen Dean Moore. Uh, original air date January 31st, 1999. Some fun facts about that date is also the date that Family Guy premiered. <gasps> and also the date of the Super Bowl. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't Wow, there. Family Guy. What a journey for that show, hey? Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, four credited writers. Uh, I, I'm struggling to remember if this... 
uh, I mean, this definitely hasn't happened before, but just in general, having multiple credited writers on a non-anthology episode. Can you recall one? You get two. Okay. And they're writing partners. Okay. Weinstein yeah, yeah. and Oakley. Right, right, right. Yep. Like they would get credited. Yep. Uh, Re- uh, Mike Reese and Al Jean. Yep. But they're partners. Right, right. Right. Like they're the kind of people who you like under Writers Guild rules, you credit them together. Right. It's the Lennon McCartney thing. Sure. It doesn't matter who actually wrote the song. They're, they're crediting themselves together. Oh, interesting. He was the most talented one. Lennon McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lennon McCartney out of wings. Uh, <laughs> so this is the first episode with multiple, like four writers, other than the anthology episode. That that we can tell slash remember. It's possible yeah, okay, to have okay. before. Yeah, yeah. But definitely not that we've. And I mean, we've gone through them all. I feel like we yeah. would have talked about it by now. It is an anomaly. Yeah, that's so fascinating. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, so one thing I wanted to read is. Uh, Something that, uh, who was it? Sorry, I just lost the quote here. But um, one of the writers, it was Mike Scully, I believe. Yes. Um, (laughs) He said it was kind of unusual because the writers threw it together without thinking of things such as thought and structure. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) Ah. Ah. So they're just kind of lucky that they Yeah, they kind of hobbled it together from various things. I think one I think okay, so from what I could tell, I think one writer worked on the Margin Lisa plot. Yeah, that seems like one writer that did sense, that, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh one writer worked on specifically the car dealership scene. Um <laughs> just the car that, dealership. Yeah, because it says uh Brian Scully wrote the uh car dealership scheme, uh scene because he was scammed by a Firestone tire and rubber company dealer. So he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them uh, <laughs> and wrote a scene about how car dealerships suck, uh, which, like, we all know this. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then I guess the other two worked on the, the Super Bowl stuff in some format. That's, you know, I couldn't really find much more than that. But it's interesting. That is interesting. Because usually they'll do a similar thing to that. Like, yeah. they'll be like, okay, like, someone work on the, the B plot while we work on the A plot. And then one writer will get credited still. And it's weird that George Meyer gets credited. Yes. Because he is... he's normally, uh, yeah, like a head honcho who would get the full story credit. He would either get the full story credit or just do a rewrite. Right. And not get the credit. Not get the credit, because he's just like, here you go. I'll, let me fix this for you. Yeah, that's that was his that's his thing. Like, it's like, okay, it's George Meyer. Or most, most scripts, while he's on the writer's room, like, he's called king of the writer's room. Right. According to... I. Uh, John Ortfed, like his uh, yeah. his his biography, um, He's king of the writers' room, just like you know Godzilla's king of the monsters. Exactly, right? Exactly like that. Yeah. I don't don't tell me who wins. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about Kong versus Godzilla. <gasps> you don't? What? No. What? Huh? The they trailer laid... told me Kong bows to no one. I know who wins. Right. <laughs> it's Kong. Right. Right. I thought it was like, I, but I thought it was like you know, they laid so much track. Mm. For the for this showdown, what I'll say is, uh, much like Batman versus Superman, if they don't team up at the end in some way, then yeah. I'll be disappointed. That's fair because they're both heroes. To oh, me. they got to team up. Hey, you know what? They did do that in Batman v Superman. Does that mean you love it and it's a perfect movie? No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Give us the not Snyder cut. Uh, Snyder, butt. okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll watch a Gredit. Oh, the, yeah, of, of I forgot League. there was a Gredit. There is, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to watch the Gredit of Justice League because I did watch uh, the Snyder Butt and uh, it was too long. It's a too long movie. Well, you know exactly what I would do. Yeah. There's there's very simple things in that movie. First of all, get rid of the whole epilogue. That's exactly right. Weirdo. Okay, that Joker scene. <laughs> Superman. I want to talk about how the internet reacted to that Joker scene. We can't forgive that scene. <laughs> It's terrible. It's the he's worst got, part of the movie. He's got dishwashing gloves on. <laughs> it's terrible. And he's got a bunch of sheriff well, badges on. Like, where did you gotta he get keep your hands clean. Sh- <laughs> gotta keep your hands clean. Where did he get the sheriff badges? Why is he twitching like that? It's terrible. Why does that guy from True Blood have a mohawk now? Oh, Joe Mangian. Oh, yeah. It's... Wait, you see Joe Manganiello as the guy from True Blood? <laughs> I do. <laughs> or what Sophia Vergara's. If you had to describe Joe Manganiello to someone, well, based well, like, on what my, would you, you know what I mean? Well, based on my viewing habits right now, the guy from True Blood. Um, Fair enough, I guess. But in general, um, you know, that guy who does that the guy who does celebrity D&D in his basement. True enough. That's that's fair too. True yeah. enough. See, I I will always see him as Flash Thompson. Because he was OG Flash yeah. in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but uh, 35-year-old Flash Tops. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> he, is, he is a full-grown man in high school. Um, but also... more Peter like Yeah, he's just going to punch that kid. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, it's Magic Mike. It's it's Big Dick from Magic yeah, Mike. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. I forgot that he was like, in he's Magic so, Mike. Like him dancing to Backstreet Boys in, the, in Magic Mike XL, XXL, one of the best scenes ever filmed. You know what I, you know what I love? What? Magic Mike, the first one. I love both those. Yeah, movies. they're both great. <laughs> I have. I can't say anything about XXL because I haven't seen it. You should watch it. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, um, I, think I, enjoy it. I think the only reason I was hesitant was because Soderbergh didn't direct it. I, I, yes, I think so. <laughs> um, and I could be wrong. About I know. That. <laughs> I, even as you said, I'm like, is that right? I don't know. Because he surprises me constantly by being like, yeah, I think I'm not going to make a movie anymore, and then makes three movies in a year. Yeah. yeah, director was Gregory Jacobs. All right, I was right. Good. So wait, there is you that go. your alias? Um, <laughs> oh, is Magic Mike XXL a credit? I don't like watching my own work. <laughs> is the thing. That's another duology that could be a perfect trilogy. That's true. Magic Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah if, maybe. If taken one step further. Yeah. The problem is they they shot themselves in the foot by calling the second one XXL. Should it, just it should have been XL? XL yeah. And oh yeah. Third one percent. Double XL. Yeah. Hundred percent. Then we would have had ourselves. An yeah. inroad there, yeah. yeah. So but they, maybe they, they just thought they were lucky to get this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, look, that should never have succeeded. Yeah, on the back of Channing Tatum's glistening charm <laughs> and I, genuine. I love that movie. I Bow. think I think Magic Mike is Bow. so good. Bow. Bow. Um, the 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 way the dispassionate is way that the horniest song ever written. Which one? <laughs> Pony by Channing. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but the the way that Soderbergh he literally directs, says, "If you're horny, let's do it." Like that's a lyric in the song. Sorry, go ahead. If, if yeah, if that's a lyric, then it is the horniest <laughs> song ever written. I think by default. I, like I, I'm struggling to think of another song that uses the word "horny" <laughs> in the lyrics. I mean, WAP. <laughs> does it use "horny" though? I don't think it does. Use I mean, horny. it uses other words it that are very other provocative, uh, explicit words. Um, I mean, there's macaroni the, in a pot. I mean, come on. <laughs> there's that song like "Um, he's so horny." Right, that's, oh, that's yeah, like the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's different because it's not a lyric; it's a sample yeah, from Full Metal Jacket. It's kind of like it's just a bad song. That one, yeah. But Pony's good. Pony's good. It's a bop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they played it at my junior high dance. They shouldn't have done that. <laughs> they should not have done that. <laughs> oh my! 
Oh, that oh, DJ. I listened to the lyrics and I was just like, yeah, this is a nice beat. <laughs> and all the, all the fucking horny teens are just like, oh, I don't know what to do. What do I do with my body? <laughs> that DJ will not be asked back. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what are we talking about? We're, We're talking about this episode. We're talking about this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer gets a coupon book. <laughs> yeah, that's the badger plot. <laughs> It's not quite a badger plot. Not quite, because it leads us book. to meeting Wally Kogan. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's, it's got some, at least some trail, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But yeah. the post office. I mean, let's talk about the post office first. Sure. Because that's the first scene. Yes. I got and excited. I, think, I did too. Honestly. I was like, you know what? This is a, such a great setup for some classic Simpsons gags. Yep. Skinner's there. I'm already on board. Yep. Uh, and then I don't know. It's just kind of a whiff. Like it's not bad, but yeah. it's just like the the jokes don't don't really land very well for me. The what 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 it reminds me of most closely is when they go to the Springfield Police Department and okay. Wiggum shows up and he's like he's shaving uh, <laughs> right. as he as he arrives. He's like, oh man, it's getting harder and harder to make it here by ten, right? <laughs> and, and he. <laughs> And he opens the door and like takes them through the the whole place. And like Wiggum is even like drawn like postman postmaster Bob. Bill. And it's Bill. And it's a very I similar. Do you forget that classic character? Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Does postmaster Bill ever come back? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not. I thought I hadn't seen. It. Yeah. Um. It. You know. It reminds me more. Uh. In in spirit, I guess, as to the box factory. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's why I got excited because it had a similar setup to me of like, oh, there could be some really funny stuff because the post office sounds boring, mm-hmm. just like a box factory does. Yeah. And Skinner's there, and he'd be really excited about the boring stuff. And so I was kind of looking for some stuff like that. But then, yeah, they bring in Postmaster Bill, and I'm I'm not as interested in that weirdo. What I did like was in the in the opening, it was like, who's excited to be here? Nobody. And then Lisa's like, I would have, but you brought us here last year, right? And I was like, right before she said that, I was like, wouldn't Lisa be yeah. interested in this? And then it's like, yes, she they, would have. Yeah. <laughs> but Skitter. They heard your note before you had yeah. it. Yeah. I liked that. That was good. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, the episode won me over, and it never lost me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Successful defense. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it about the episode that you, that you love? Uh, I mean, you mentioned you just have fun with it. But I don't know. There, it's yeah, honestly know. little pieces that make like every, like most of the little pieces in this in this episode make me laugh. I think the I, I think the weakest part is a Homer getting scammed in the yeah in the uh, repair the shop. Car, the car place, yeah. Um but when he meets when he meets Wally and he's like I, yeah, let's go for a beer and I, I'm sick of them laughing at us. I love that when it goes when they're like pointing and laughing at them, <laughs> and when they go to the bar and it's like we can go to the Super Bowl and it's like the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. When they, I think that's really funny. Um, zooming forward because I don't think there's 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 much in between. He just gets people together. Yeah, and they go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they go and the them on the bus I think is fun enough. Um, the the fact that their tickets are crackers. I think is great. And then we cut to maybe the greatest disconnected B plot (laughs) of all time. It's amazing. The strangest one for sure. It's so good. I think it's so funny, consistently funny for the, like, like it justifies its existence just because it's so funny. We get 
Lisa, uh, Lisa and Marge <laughs> kind of like Lisa's bored and Marge is just trying to make her feel like they can do something together. Yeah. And this like, let's, let's do one of those arts and crafts things that Aunt Patty is always giving us, <laughs> which in and of itself is funny to me. And then we go to the closet and then we get to see, oh, we are going to do the craft by numbers. Nah, that's so, it's not creative at all. This leather works. Oh, those poor cows. <laughs> do you have a problem with clay? <laughs> <laughs> and then they pick. Once again, Marge killing it. This killing season. it. Killing it. <laughs> then they pick Vincent Price's egg painting set. Inspired. So fucking random so <laughs> funny it's such a funny idea and then they just it's like it's not that the eggs are like shocking and terrifying or like have anything to do with vincent price's persona no he's just he just sponsored it. <laughs> he just sponsored them and then the feet are missing yeah, yeah. feet included and the i love I, that's, that's my favorite part is when it's like it says right on the box the feet are included <laughs> and then they phone it and he says, if you're calling about the missing feet. Yeah, so they know. This is a common occurrence. <laughs> it's not just a common occurrence. It's the only thing that the message is prepared right. to answer. Yeah. Is the missing feet. I will say, I, I did really like that V-plot, which is weird because it feels, in spirit, again, in spirit, similar to... Uh, it's CompuGlobal Hypermeganet. Yeah, Homer's uh, internet company, yeah. which I hate. And I don't know if it's just because I think that like all the stuff you just described is way funnier. And it so, is. So for me, it's it it earns its uh, weirdo placement more than the the internet company. They one. also spend less time on it. They do spend less time on it. Um, they they still don't converge at the end unless you want to count Vincent Price being the bus driver. <laughs> I thought they weren't going to close the plot. No, I didn't think I didn't think so. Either. I was like, this is huge. They're not going to they're not going to get the feet. Yeah, where are we, we going to get those feet? <laughs> Never I want to find those feet, and they just they 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 get like an inch away from from closing the loop, as it were. I think the closest that they actually get is Marge and Lisa watching a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, to the church, which oh yeah, which was censored. I don't know if you know this. This is a rare time. Uh, the Christian or Catholic Church? It's it? supposed to be the Catholic yeah, Church. Catholic Church contacted the Simpsons. Were like, hey, we don't like this. You need to censor it. And they did. They complied. And, and for they a long time church. in syndication, that scene was cut. Oh, really? Yeah. Because this might be just a Mandela effect mm. for me, but I always remembered it saying, the Catholic Church, we've made some changes. Whereas here, it yeah. says, the church, we've made a oh, few yeah. changes. You know, it might, I mean, we watched it on Disney+, Plus, so it is possible that there's still some remnants of that yeah. controversy that maybe they did... Keep it in, but just change the 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 line slightly. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah, that's got a great visual. Get when the when she pops the hood and his crotch lines up with the hood. <laughs> I thought that was it. A, was really weird because <laughs> that's the third act start, right? Yes, which is crazy. That's like I don't think they've ever done that before. Like come back from a commercial with a commercial in the in the universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? right, right, uh, right. Usually we're at least, if they're doing something like that, where it, like, it'll show Lisa and Marge watching TV first, and then it'll show the commercial. So I was honest. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what? I thought it was part of the episode. I'm like, yeah. who's this little nerd? It, how is it going to relate to the Super Bowl? I thought maybe it was going to be like he pulls in, and that's where the Vincent Price... Uh, I thought it like, was Jody Price. Was. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? I thought it was right? Jody Price. Yeah. And then it's just like, no, it's a weird commercial, sexy commercial for the church. You know... And you know what? I was sold. I'm. I signed up for the church that day. <laughs> yeah, 
Because <laughs> you know you need to sign up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need to mail in your uh, credentials you need and to, your, and you, your social insurance. You need to number. start tithing right away. That's right. Ten yeah. percent yeah. <laughs> of gross. Oh God! Yeah, that's right. Ten percent. But yeah, uh, what a weird little B plot that I do enjoy. Um, this episode overall, I still think is not great, but it's not as bad as I remember. Mm. Um, you know, I may have been buoyed a bit by Greg's exuberant laughter as we were watching it, but uh, I think there's there's some decent jokes in the episode. I think it's just, as we said, really disconnected. Yeah. And so it, like, it doesn't feel coherent in any way. I think a big fix for me would be uh, just have Homer and Wally go. Not, not the rest of that Not crew. the gang. Yeah, I didn't right. like that. I, I, we've talked about it before. It made the world feel small. Yeah. They make a joke about it, you know, like, oh, you've rounded up comic book guys, squeaky voice team, like they're naming the non-named characters, you know, and that's supposed to be funny. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't need it. I don't need no. all these characters because they don't really add anything. And they just, uh, they, they're they trying to make an event, right? Clearly, because it's a Super Bowl episode. Yeah. And I would have loved it if it was just Homer and Wally because uh, another fun fact, when I first watched this episode, I didn't know who Fred Willard was. Oh, really? For one thing. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, no. I might have known, like, seen him in shows and stuff, but didn't, you know, didn't know that name. And so I think I thought Wally Kogan was like uh, another celebrity, uh, like that was a real person, because this is filled with uh, you know Dolly Parton, John Madden, uh, Dan Marino. What are some of the other ones? Rupert Murdoch. Is he actually in it? Is that him? Yeah, that's actually no him. No yeah. way, really? Holy shit! Wow. You couldn't tell by his his amazing delivery of his lines. No, I knew he was. I knew it was bad, but I also was like, well. Hello, I'm Rupert Murdoch. Well, this I, I own the. Fox I'm Network. Rupert Murdoch, the billionaire tyrant. Like the thing is, the Simpsons it's true, actors could have been are a, bad at yeah. doing the Australian accent. Yeah, it could have been like a yeah a Dan or someone, but so and I I thought like maybe they just did that and and said the hell with it, but like that's I I was just, I I would have been more shocked. I, I would have been less shocked if you told me that it was Clinton. Oh. Like, actually, Clinton. Oh, interesting. Yeah, right. Because he's Rupert Murdoch. And, like, Clinton might be a bad guy, but Murdoch is evil. Well, and he delivers the lines. Like, I was like, this is a hot take on Murdoch, but it was actually Murdoch doing yeah, it. that's crazy. I mean, it's not really a hot take. That's He <laughs> is a cartoon villain. Yes. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But he delivers those lines like a cartoon villain. What was it? The like it was it was so recent when the when the merger was happening, the Disney Fox merger, and it was like Trump calls Murdoch uh, personally and is like, "You're not selling Fox News, though, right?" <laughs> oh my! And he's like, "No, don't worry about it. I'm not selling that." <laughs> no, don't worry. No, don't worry. No, don't Donald. worry. I'm Rupert Murdoch. We got um, it. Is he Australian? Is yeah, he's Australian. Yeah okay. Uh, yeah. okay. So Troy Aikman, uh, Rosie Greer. John Madden, Dan Marino, Rupert Murdoch, Dolly Parton, and Pat Summerall. Those are the uh, guest guest stars, essentially. Rosie and Gre- then Fred Willard. But That went over my head. Rosie Greer? Is, Rosie are Greer, they a televangelist? Yeah. Is that, oh, okay. Um, uh, American actress, singer, pro- Protestant minister, okay. and former professional football player. So, oh, But yeah, he was the guy at, in that, that yeah, scene. Okay. Wait, are you the... telling me Vincent Price wasn't in this episode? I'm afraid he was dead, Greg. Oh, <laughs> Are we sure? Are we Are sure? We sure? I, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> you should know the grave could never keep me. <laughs> yeah, because he his last uh, performance was Edward Scissorhands, and that was, yeah. what, 92, yeah. something like that? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. It was 99. So he is 
He is painfully old in that movie. He is very old, <laughs> but he's good. I mean, yeah. yeah. My favorite part of that movie. Really? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I don't really like that movie. <laughs> really? You don't like Edward's... He's got, he's got scissors for hands, Greg. No, I don't like it either. You can't... You can't operate with scissors for hands. It was give him some hands. Scissor Edward Scissorhands was a movie that when I watched it, I was like, I'm supposed to like this, right? I really liked it. I haven't seen it in years. I remember like I remember I liking it as a kid too. I watched I, it more recently, and I was just like, I, I I didn't like I didn't actively hate it or anything. I was just like, this doesn't really do anything for me, right? Like it's that Tim Burton like I'm I'm a weirdo and I'm a weirdo outcast and I'm gonna create characters who are weirdo outcasts and. See how they perform in normal "quote unquote" society, right? Uh, and it, but yeah, just there, nothing really ever lands. There's like a bully. Anthony Michael Hall is a bully. It's weird. <laughs> oh yeah, right. And uh, a lot of the turned. a lot of the ladies are really horny for Edward Scissorhands for some it's reason. Also weird. Um, and yeah, it's yeah. And then uh, Winona Ryder is in very very bad old person makeup. Oh my god, ha- make, does an old lady voice. Edward is much better. I am old now. Edward, I love Edward. Edward's so good. Yeah. Um, uh, we should talk a little bit about Fred Willard, though. Yeah. So uh, yeah, all I all I was really saying is that I, because uh, you're like, oh man, I love Wally, and I was like, see, I I never had any affinity for him because I just assumed it was another another like football adjacent cameo that i didn't give a shit about and he doesn't really do anything in the episode it's either. true he doesn't yeah um he doesn't do anything i think i love wally because i love fred willard yeah um one of those one of those guys who for real it makes a really good case all the time for just having a separate category at the oscars for supporting actor in a comedy because mm. yeah he's 100%. always he's always in comedies yeah and he's always supporting and it's usually oh, no, a- what happened <laughs> It's one of my usu- favorite things. <laughs> it's usually a Christopher Guest yep. movie. And like, for example, Best in Show, uh, a movie that took me a while to come around to. But when I finally did, I know. <laughs> well, when I finally did and I watched it during during quarantine for only the second time because wow. I didn't like it when yeah. I was a kid because I just didn't get it. Sure. Um, and so when I watched it in quarantine this time around, it was after it was like a week after I watched A Mighty Wind for mm. the first time. Oh. I love that one of the better Christopher Guest movies, but then I watched Best in Show. That's the thing. I think those two are always at the top for me, Christopher Guest, and I, Mm -hmm. I, they jump back and forth of my favorite. Yeah, and and Fred Willard (laughs) is the is is the color commentator for the dog show. It's honestly, I think about that role, Fred Willard in that role, probably once every two weeks. He he steals the whole movie. Yes, so good. He Uh, he comes in and does. And does like what is it? What it must have been like a weekend of improv. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. And just s- takes the movie and he owns it. And <laughs> they cast that guy next to him like he's British, right? Yes, the guy, that's the right. guy the opposite, dude. Yeah. And it's just it's so perfect, and he is so perfectly funny in that role. And it's it's something that is is hard to do, um, and do it. In a unique way, the color commentator who's a weirdo. Yeah, because it's such a, it's just a, it's a stock improv character. Yeah, set and to do it well and to do it entertaining and to do it in a way that works in a major motion picture way. Yeah, is so difficult. That joke doesn't he ask him like, "What do you bench?" Or something. Like that? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> it's. I think it's my favorite joke in all Christopher Guest <laughs> movies. Oh man. <laughs> I just want to rewatch 
both those movies now. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to watch Best in Show within the next week. A Mighty Wind is one that I had on DVD for years and just never watched. And then quarantine happened, and I was like, well, I'm going to paint some of my D&D minis and watch A Mighty Wind. I kept it at a distance for a long time just because when I worked at the movie rental store, uh, the trailer for it played a bunch because it was in that era when I worked there. And, And it just, it was like, oh, it's about like folk singers. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, like I just had no affinity for that world at the time, and so uh, for the longest time I just avoided it. I'm like, I- I'll probably be bored by the movie, and then I watched it, and I was like, this is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, it's so good. Really, I yeah. remember not liking a mighty. I'm gonna rewatch a mighty wind because I would have been high school yeah. or just I, after. I, I, so Christopher Guest, obviously, I really love him, and uh, you know, diminishing returns in some of his more recent movies, but uh. Overall, just very funny movies. That's yeah. why I love them. But A Mighty Wind makes me cry. Yeah. Uh, the ending huh? of that movie makes me cry. It's and a, it's, it is it's such so a weird, like, yeah. tour de force of a, an accomplishment for me for Christopher Guest to make me cry. So yeah. it's, it's great. It's, it's Eugene and yeah. Catherine O'Hara. Absolutely. They are, they're. Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. They're striking. Uh, they're a folk singing duo, uh, if you don't remember the movie super well, uh, who are reuniting in, yeah. in the, the finale. And, um, it's uh, it's just beautiful. Yeah. I love it. It's, awesome. awesome. It's amazing. It like it really shows you like, yeah, improv can be genuine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it should be. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of his movies are fantastic. So I so I actually felt I felt betrayed after high school by a mighty wind. I was like, oh no, this is it. His career's <laughs> over. Bye. <laughs> um, and so that's for guest or for Willard. What's that? For Guest or for Willard, did you mean? Oh, no, for, for Christopher okay, Guest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Count Rugen, that's the end. It's <laughs> <laughs> too bad. Uh, also, we should say RIP to Fred Willard. He passed last year. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. In May of last year, in fact. Yeah. Which seems like uh, two days ago. <laughs> yeah. While also feeling like a decade Yeah, ago. which also feeling like 20 years, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. There's the, the thing about... Fred Willard is that I, I'm just going through his filmography and yeah, he's just always uh, a bit player, yep. you know, like there's, I, I, I don't know if there's many uh, leading roles he's ever done. And if there is, I just don't know them that well. Something that I would recommend for anybody who, who wants to see. Oh, and he did like date movie and Epic movie. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. I mean like you're going to get some stinkers yeah. in there. And I'm assuming they didn't really let him off the chain or anything like that. But if no. you want to see some like some really great late era stuff, uh, watch the first season of the show Review. Oh, mm-hmm. with Forrest McNeil, he plays his father-in-law. Oh, and it's real funny. Okay, he's cool. he's great. He's great in the few episodes that he's in. I think he makes it until episode six. He makes it until episode six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow he was in my secret identity do you remember that show is that the my secret identity that sounds familiar so jerry o'connell uh-huh and he's a superhero uh-huh but he can only <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking show and like anytime i talk about it, people are like that doesn't exist you're making that up uh but i watched it a bunch for some reason uh it aired on ctv in canada and uh let's see who else is in the cast because there might be some other people that we might recognize uh nope uh jerry o'connell's the only one i know but yeah he gets like a superpower um here i'll read the synopsis o'connell stars as 14 year old andrew clemens who while looking one day for his friend dr benjamin jeffcoat trips and is hit by a photon beam causing him to develop superpowers 
He uses these abilities to fight crime, to solve personal problems, and to help others. He hides his powers from his mother, sister, and friends, with the exception of Jeffcoat. I don't know who's Jeff. His, it's yeah. like his Doc Brown, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andrew initially called himself Ultraman, but this was later dropped. <laughs> uh, his powers are: he has to carry on carry on aerosol like paint spray cans because that's the only way he can fly. But he can only like hover. Is that what the Simpsons Lemon of Troy? That's what I mean, and I think we brought it up in that episode as well. And I think I talked about this very yes, show. Yes, you then. did. You definitely and, did. Uh, again, I wasn't sure at the time if that was a direct uh, parody of this show, but it, it's what I always thought of. Right. And he's like, ah, see you later, and he just sprays his feet. So this um, is young Jerry O'Connell. Is that? Uh, let's see how it was uh, broadcast eighty-eight to ninety-one. So, so I'm not yeah. sure how yeah, I mean, young Jerry O'Connell, young, younger, younger. Sure. Yeah. He's still um, playing. He, he doesn't look like Stand by Me Jerry O'Connell. I remember mm. that. Like he looks more akin to Scream Two Jerry right. O'Connell. Right. He's on the path. which are the two eras I know of Jerry yes, O'Connell. Yes, those are the two that I know as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Superman, I guess. Right? Because he played. Wasn't he Superman? No. Who am I thinking of? Dean thinking Kane. Of Dean Kane. <laughs> <Dean Cain. laughs> it's because I confuse Lois and Clark with this show. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, fascinating. Sorry, I just I I Dean it takes, Kane and Terry it's very Hatcher? rare for yeah. my secret identity right? to come up in in any format. So I I always get excited to talk about. It. I should look up look it up on YouTube and see some clips because I remember I remember I remember enjoying it, but being like this is a weird premise. <laughs> it's yeah. weird that he's just he has superpowers. So he has to spray aerosol around to float. Um, yeah, I was trying to see if there's any other like TV roles that he did. I mean, obviously, he did a lot, but any major ones? Uh, Fred Willard rules. Uh, oh, he's in 13 episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What was his most recent thing? Yeah, what was his last? I mean, he yeah. did uh, uh, I Think You Should Leave. He's in one episode of I Think You Should Leave. Yeah. Oh, okay. He plays the organist. Uh, oh, he's in Space Force. Did you guys watch that? Space Force. That's the, the Steve Carell. Steve Carell. It's the, yeah. like, oh, uh, I watched the Greg first. Greg Daniels, yeah. uh, a.k.a. The Office guy, tried to do another sitcom, and it's bad. Yeah, I watched <laughs> the first episode and bounced <laughs> off hard. Yeah. Yeah, never went back. Did you watch it, Greg? No, oh, it's a Netflix show, right? Right. Yeah. No, I'm not into you it. You hate Netflix? I'm not into, <laughs> not really into Netflix shows. They all seem cheap and bad. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> what other <laughs> what other net <laughs> I love that's like <laughs> Braden's like, mind is blown. Well they're just like they're they're in charge at the moment. Like what other Netflix shows maybe you might be right though. I'm just interested. I'm right. you, know what's, you know what's interesting yeah. though is that Netflix isn't in charge anymore. Like they're not not in charge. They just they created the world we're yeah, in now. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like and they're losing control. They are. Like Disney there's Plus so is... many insane uh streaming services now. And I say yeah. insane just because there's so many, but yeah. uh, that it's it's bananas because Netflix used to be the only one. You know? I 100% watch Crave, Prime, and Disney Plus more than I do Netflix. Yeah, I think I do too. By a yeah. wide margin. Really, lately I've only used Netflix for rewatching shows that are on there. So yeah. like I rewatch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm currently rewatching Parks and Rec. Um, and oh. a lot of those are available on other streaming services too. So it's not mm -hmm. like I can only watch on Netflix. It's just like, oh, if I'm on Netflix, that's what I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah. I watched... Um, I watched Formula One Drive to Survive, season three. What the hell's that? It's a Formula One show. <laughs> I'm going to tell my dad to listen to this episode now, because uh, my dad loves Formula oh One. Oh, boy. Yeah. Boys yeah. love racing. <laughs> uh, this is so random, but uh, Camille was watching an episode of Formula One with 
Drive to survive. <laughs> she texted your dad. She texted my dad. <laughs> they have a they have a repartee going that I find delightful. That's where cute. Camille <laughs> pretends to know something about F one, and then he spits facts at her, and then she sort of just apes the facts back at him. It's it's fantastic. It's like, yes, great. I agree that the Formula One racers are uh, very good cars. <laughs> They're very yeah. the racers are good cars. I don't know. That's great. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, we like. <laughs> <laughs> it came up today after <laughs> after we wrapped, and it was like, and I was like, you know, I've never actually watched a Formula One race, but I've watched all three seasons of this show, and it's because I find them interminably boring. The races, okay. So I grew up in a house that where every race was taped. Yeah, every race was watched. The yeah. prelims were watched. The qualifiers were watched. Yeah, and I I haven't ever watched a full Formula One race either. They are interminably boring. Yeah, I but, can't actually. My dad can't listen to this episode now. No, I guess so, not. Yeah, but yeah. like they're just. It, well, no, he knows I feel that way. They're just <laughs> terrible. Both my brothers love them. Yeah, like I don't understand it. I, the thing is, the the do the, you like the movies, the the Cars movies? You know, actually, the Pixar I, Cars films. I I I don't like Cars two, but mm. I don't think that one's more of a spy movie. That's why. Yeah, yeah. First, um, I the do first like one and the third one are. I do like racing movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of a temp, It's sort of an Indiana Jones scenario <laughs> where the first and the third are seem to be fondly remembered. <laughs> I I do like the first and the third, which is the one is. Is Cars One? Cars Paul One Newman? is like the Doc Hollywood one. It's where he, Paul Newman, right? Yeah, he oh, goes. Yeah. He goes to the Podunk town and is like, yeah. "I'm a big city racer," and they're like, "You got to learn our backcountry ways, sir." Yeah. Hi, I'm Mater. Um, and then the third one, I think, is just. I actually didn't see the third one. <laughs> I think it's just another racing movie. Like, it's yeah, just right. Like, he just gets in a race and he's like, "I I got to beat him." Yeah, I like uh, Formula <laughs> One movies. I, I do like, too. I like Rush. Mm. Rush oh. is great. Rush is fantastic and i'm not a big ron not to howard be confused guy. with premium rush not to be confused with premium not, which rush. is a bike yeah. movie yeah, it's a bike movie still they gotta go fast in that one they do gotta go fast you gotta get away from michael shannon yeah he's scary um and the so, nikki lauda movie the that is rush oh that's rush yeah. yes okay yeah. yeah 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 that's the one yeah it's great the, the thing what is talladega nights the, the thing that i like oh, about <laughs> uh, about drive to survive is that it 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 distills it all into something that I, because I really do think there is excitement in just the very nature of getting into that oh, yeah. car and making it go as fast as it can, and the engineering that goes into yeah. the, into them, I find fascinating because yeah. they have to make a car go this fast for this long. That is a hard thing to do. They're not sprints; they are marathons. Oh yeah, it is a really difficult and important impressive thing to do and the fact that racers formula one racers can do it on a regular basis yeah year after year is crazy well and be like dominant like i mean the cars are the cars are obviously the car has a huge amount to do with who yeah. wins and who loses but like schumacher was in charge of f1 for i don't know 10 years? He, he's a, he was a seven-time world champion, Wait, I believe. Joel Schumacher? Michael Schumacher. Lewis Hamilton. But never mind. Lewis Hamilton, Lewis yeah. Hamilton is seven as well, in wild, a row. Wild. Yeah. It's a row, yeah. It's seven times in a row. Right. And he's, gone, he's on pace for eight now. Oh, man. See, I'd watch Formula One if it was directed by Joel Schumacher. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, 
He'd probably fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Did he that, do Ford versus Ferrari? <laughs> no, that was just an angle. You know it too. Um, that's um, actually <laughs> that was Canadian sarcasm, Greg. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, it was. Yeah, you got me. That scene in Ford versus Ferrari where Tracy Letts gets in the car with Matt Damon and the car goes fast and Tracy Letts gets wildly scared. Yeah. Um, I love that scene and it it it. It drove home to me this idea that Formula One racing is terrifying and should be impossible. Yep. Yeah. It absolutely should. I'm. Uh, <laughs> you know what else is terrifying? Mm. Football. Football. A hundred percent. Braden, what's your experience with football? So I've been to a few CFL games. Other than the seasons you played. <laughs> right. Yes, correct, yeah. correct, correct. Um, but I don't remember those because CTE. Right, right. Um, uh, my experience with football—it's not a sport I overly enjoy. What? Like, I don't watch the Super Bowl. Right. I can't say I've never watched the Super Bowl. I enjoy the halftime show um, sometimes. <laughs> Do you have uh, a favorite halftime show? There is a right answer to this. Um, favorite halftime show. Oh, I'm just trying to think of the right answer. <laughs> Greg I just mean, glared at me. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen has played the halftime show, and so I think my heart has to answer Bruce Springsteen. Mm. I suspect it's the wrong answer. What about it what is Prince? The wrong answer. Prince. Well, that's that's the right answer. Prince? Oh yes, yeah. you know what? We watched the Prince here, yeah. and he kills it. Yeah, he just is that where it like rains and he sings yeah. "Purple Rain." He sings "Purple Rain." Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Um, the rain. Uh, sorry to say, it wasn't purple. Yeah, they couldn't. You know, well, they no, they, the, they they made it. I mean, purple. they made it appear purple. They which made it appear is a purple. Good secondary yeah. option. Yeah, sure. I was really hoping it, they, you know, they did some fuckery with the weather and they created some kind of acid purple rain. They turned, they turned the streets of Minneapolis purple. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the phone. Does it does it rain for real? Like yeah. from the sky? Yeah, from yeah. the sky. It destroys all of their equipment as soon as he's done playing the final solo to Purple Rain. The guitar no longer works. The amps no longer work. The fireworks go off, and he can't play anymore because it. Ra- he played "Purple Rain" so hard that the God cried. <laughs> on Why are him. we talking about this every day? Always. <laughs> That's insane. It's one of the most incredible live performances of all time. And if Prince isn't in your top five guitarists of all time, you're wrong. A hundred percent. That performance, he burns the building down yeah. and then God has to put out the fire. I yeah. had no idea. I thought it was sprinklers. No. I mean, I do like just as a counterpoint, Adam Levine does have California tattooed on his stomach. Right. Correct. All right. You're right. So five. I think that one. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Now was that was actually, I think that was the only Super Bowl I ever actually watched in full. Is whichever one he he played the halftime. Yeah, you never remember who it was no, because it doesn't matter. You're just there to watch Left Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Left Shark. Yeah. Oh, what a legend. We know. But the one I watched was when the Eagles won against the Patriots. Oh, okay. Oh, I remember that one because they did a Always Sunny about it. They did, yeah, yeah. And it was and then funny. they were because they, they were very excited about it. Yeah. Um because the Eagles uh fly eagles fly. Fly um but my favorite Rock part of, flag and <laughs> eagle. My favorite part of watching that was me going into this knowing little to nothing about football, little to nothing about the Patriots, little to nothing about the Eagles, little to nothing about Tom Brady. And then by the end of the uh game, when Tom Brady was sitting on the field in tears essentially, feeling such schadenfreude. <laughs> 
just being like, fuck this guy. You already got like four Super Bowl rings. You don't need another one. Yeah, cry about it, loser. Now he's got seven. Yeah, well. I was going to say, isn't he like still <laughs> he came, playing? He came yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. And he then came he back and won three more. Got traded to whichever team just Florida won. Florida something. Yeah. Like, the team that won this year. Yeah. He was, is because he was on it. What a goat. He's Holy the goat. Moly. Yeah. But I was like, that's that's the thing with me is like, in like even with with hockey, you know, I I think Connor McDavid is a amazing player, obviously, but I root against him because he's too good. I root for the underdog. <laughs> is he literally that good? I fell he's off. So good. It's, I it's, fell off the it's, hockey bandwagon. It's stupid. It's like annoying. It's it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm just insane. like it's annoying how good he yeah. is. Really, and to be that much better than the people who are the best at this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like if I grew, if I uh, was watching hockey in Gretzky's heyday, yeah, like I'd have the same reaction. You know, oh, I'd, be, you like, I'd be like, "Fuck this guy!" Like, yeah. like no one can beat him. Why is that fun? You yeah, know? right, right. They literally so. have to make rules. Yeah, they have to change the rules because he's too good. Yeah. Get out of here. So now, okay, because Crosby, he he went down to injuries, right? Like he got yeah, some yeah, concussions. Yeah. And he was still one of the. He's still one of the greatest. He's still top. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Think, okay. Yeah, and I think I uh, because he never became quite the Connor McDavid level. I'd say yeah. at least in terms of reputation and that kind of thing. Uh, I I never had that uh, feeling against Crosby. And he always seemed when you see him skate, when you actually see the man play, when you see Crosby play. He looks like he's working harder. Yeah. It just, yeah. he seems like he's a hard, like, and he and looks more, like he's more working of a team hard. player. I Whereas McDavid. Like, McDavid just will just do looks, everything on his own. It looks you know, it was so Gretzky easy. Too. Like, uh, that's, I think that's the other thing. It's like, when I see players, I'm like, yeah, I recognize you're really good, but you're being selfish. You're, you're not being a team player. It's still a team sport. And so someone like Crosby, um, and there's other players that I really like that are in the, like, top echelon, where I'm like, but you can tell that they're still doing it for their team as well like right. they do want they they want to get goals obviously that's how you get more money in the game but they also are like hey this opportunity right now it's better to pass to this guy than to try and shoot yeah you know? right, right now right. i would be interested in seeing how you felt about about uh mcdavid if he was playing for a team that was better around him sure. you know what i mean yeah. because yeah. like for example like when they when they pair him with a person, this is completely off topic now. When they pair him with someone <laughs> yeah. like, well, yeah, surprise, surprise, we start talking about football and now we're talking about hockey. When they when they pair him <laughs> with someone like Drysaddle or even when he's on the rush with Darnell Nurse, he will almost always pass it to them. Right. Um, and like those are the two guys who, if he passes it to them, will score. Right. Like, and he has tons of assists just from those guys. Very true. The thing is, the Oilers kind of suck yeah <laughs> outside of outside of those guys and um the, the the thing that i that i do like watching about mcdavid and why i will always watch the highlights of an oilers game is the fact that nobody can play like that yeah nobody can actually feels... do what he does like that he does those those the, these moves on the ice that seem like they're written for movies seriously for yeah. real yeah, yeah like you actually like oftentimes the instant replay and they slow it down to the nth degree. Oftentimes that can't even keep up with what he's doing. Seriously. It's an unbelievable talent he's that we superhero. have. You guys need to watch him all the time. <laughs> he's so fascinating. It feels sometimes like he's Nelson in Bart star where he's just like, fine, I'll do it myself. And he throws it 
and then goes and runs and catches it and then touch, touch, touch Seriously, he's exactly that like better. that you know on the yeah. Edmonton Oilers it because it, no one can keep up with it. That's the thing. Things like that do happen where he'll like <laughs> try to pass it forward and it'll get a fumbled or some shit and then he'll he'll be fast enough to go get it still and he'll Holy be on a breakaway. Shit. And it's like, all right. <laughs> like So it's like watching basketball where like one player on the court changes the entire team. Very rarely I'm, in hockey. I'm going to say probably. I don't know basketball. Okay. <laughs> Very rarely in hockey can something like that happen. Yeah. Right? No, because no, because I because it's so physical yeah because it's so but like in basketball one player can win you game after game after game and he's one of those players in hockey yeah and you never see that in hockey you so rarely see that you so rarely see it yeah if you look at the the history of oilers wins since they got him like 90 percent of the time it's because Connor mcdavid scored two goals yeah (laughs) at least he's wild he scored so many against calgary this year it's insane (laughs) it's so awful holy moly i haven't been keeping up uh how how they doing bad (laughs) okay bad alan good that's your hockey check-in yeah Uh, (laughs) Ah. all right yeah um so what's left to say about this episode i like the marge foot pain joke Oh God! I yeah. felt for her in that <laughs> moment. Oh, that's so yeah. <laughs> Poor Marge limps away. It's just a scam to get you in there so they can get rid of your foot pain. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, limps away. Uh-huh. And I've had that foot pain. That's another thing. In this pandemic, I've had this fucking Bell's palsy shit, and I've had a weird ass foot pain that had, had me in a cane for like a couple of weeks. That's right. Yeah. I don't I mean, know what's you, going on with my body. You've both caned it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but he did it from ignorance. I... <laughs> Mine just happened. Uh, yeah, uh, but it was entirely his fault. He's the idiot. Yeah, he slipped on the ice like a chump. He's the fucking idiot. Uh, but it is, like, you know what I mean, though? Like, of course. I did, that, you, like, I did that for comedy, but. In all seriousness, like both of these injuries have just happened. Yeah. And like if they were like, oh, here's the reason it happened. You did this. You're eating too many fast food burgers, you dumb idiot. And I'd be like, sure. oh, yeah, I, I brought this on myself. But the fact that they just have sprung up out of nowhere is like, what, right. what am I doing? Yeah. Prince gets rain. You yeah. get foot pain. <laughs> yeah, I get fucking foot pain and a uh, uh, frozen face. Whereas I said, I'm going to step on that ice. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Like, you know what people tell me to be careful on the ice? Fuck them. Fuck them yeah. all. <laughs> uh, well, I did want to talk about the, uh, like, when they're actually at the Super Bowl. Um, it's, you know, it's Madcap Adventures, whatever. That's fine. Um, I think my favorite part of it, and not because I think it's funny or anything, is when they find the, like, the booth mm, with yeah. all the food and beer. And it just, like, it brought forth this, like, evocative, like, that's something I've always wanted. <laughs> Oh yeah. Go to a uh you know a ba- like and I I've had some similar ones. Actually Greg gifted me uh uh some tickets to the Flames ones that no had deal. that came with a uh like full buffet of food and free Seriously? beer and that kind of thing. That's a great uh, gift. It just so happened it was on uh, a night where we had to it was me and past and future guest Emma and we had to perform a show at midnight that night. So we were both lamenting how this is so fun. I wish we could get blasted. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's yeah. free beer, but we can't cuz we have to perform in like 2 hours. Um Still great though, like still guys, so much. Midnight fun. shows shouldn't be a thing. I know it's silly. If you could go um, back in time, would you? Because really, would it have affected your life negatively that badly if you had gotten blasted? Like, if you could go back in time. I mean, 
here's the thing. It's more for my own conscience. I don't yeah. like yeah, yeah. performing or like doing that. Like even when I'm uh, hosting trivia, which I just do currently just on the internet for yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I'll drink some beers as I'm doing it, and that's that's fine. But I would never like get uh, like super high on weed, for example. Before sure. I did it, which sure. is you know, I love getting high on weed. <laughs> And, you know, I don't think it would affect my performance negatively, but I just want to have a clearer headspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, drinking beers uh, doesn't, like, drinking a couple beers doesn't do that to sure. me. Sure, yeah, Which yeah. is also what I did at the game, right? Like, I had some beers. I wasn't getting blasted. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But getting, like, stu- stupid drunk, like I would have wanted to do sure. that night, uh, would have, maybe I still would have done, maybe it would have been the best show I've ever done, you hey, know? sure. But I just, con- self-consciously, just don't want to go into that with that possibility of yeah. uh, something going wrong right have you ever had a, pi- a private booth at a game no. oh yeah okay so i had a friend i was gonna uh, ask you, you got ever got super blasted and then performed <laughs> you know okay well when i was doing a children's tour once Ooh. and uh we got much like prince we got rained out and um and we went behind we were down in kensington and uh we were like rain out yeah we'd performed the show probably 300 times at this point <laughs> We're like yes, kids shows, man. Yeah, kids shows. And uh, <laughs> and um, anyways, so we went and we um, we smoked some pot behind mm-hmm. uh, behind a building in Kensington. Nice. And I only had one drag. Um, by the time the sky opened and the <laughs> sun beamed down, and um, but my like three companions had. They were next, they were like the first of the circus. So they had already gone twice. And so they were, they were super high. Um, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I, I think I'm okay. Yeah. And then we get the phone call, of course. It's like, show's back, back on. on. Yeah. So that's, and that's that was closest. an accident, but I'm with you. Like I yeah. would never, I would never do it voluntarily. Yeah. Um, but, and I think we made it through the show fine. Like I think adrenaline sort of kicked yeah, in of course, and the yeah. drive there was long enough. So like, it was fine. Um, and it was just, it was a kid's show in a park. Like, yeah, I think it was care. okay. Um, but uh, Kids are dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kids are dumb. Uh, um, yeah, sorry, private booth at a, at a football game or a sports game. Cameron Levesque, who was a friend I had when I was a kid, um, uh, they had a booth or access to a booth or, like, they got it through. So one of his birthday parties was in a booth. But I have nice. only the vaguest of memories. It would have been elementary school. Yeah. You ever been in one? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Many times. Serious? Oh, yeah. Is that mostly the flames? Oh, like, yeah. Because your dad? Yeah. Mostly. Oh, yeah. your dad. Yeah, right. Yeah. Season ticket holder for a while. Oh, seriously? My parents yeah. got on the... They're on the list. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the best. It's so boss. You get to meet all the Flames alumni. I've met Lanny McDonald on many different occasions. Oh, nice. What a what a gym. Yeah. It's it's great. But so did you cuz I mentioned it while we were watching the episode but like if I was in that situation I'd be like them. Oh yeah. Where I'm just around the food table just shoveling food into my mouth drinking beer. I'm not watching the game. I don't give a no, shit. No, it's a constant thing for me where it's <laughs> like okay, I get there because I mean hockey like, would be different. I will say that. Well, but go on. Well, the thing is because when I get there, when I get to the game, I'm like okay, Here's the thing. I haven't eaten yet today mm-hmm. right. because I know that this is happening. Right. So you're like prepared for yeah. tons of food. I'm prepared for the food. It's going to happen. I make sure that I have something for every period. Nice. I. It's usually like, so the dinner is first, mm-hmm. right? We do the dinner, dinner first. Dinner pre-show? Like before the puck drops? Depending on when we get there. Okay. Depending on when we get there, maybe we have it for the hair skate. 
right? <laughs> right. Um, What's the hair skate? Probably explain that. Oh. Right. <laughs> uh, Not only for Braden, but for listeners. The hair skate in hockey. It's basically the warm-up skate. And they oh, called okay. it the hair skate because in days of yore, they wouldn't wear helmets uh, when they would do it. You can see those flowing locks, Yeah, maybe. and so sometimes some of the older players still don't wear helmets for the hair skate. Most of the players wear helmets now. I understand. Um, but they still call it the hair skate, and it's, it's just It's an also old 11. Name. They're all nude. Also, awesome. Also, they're nude. Um, <laughs> they're so cool and hot. Yeah, um, beautiful hair. So, so yeah, you would you would you get your you would get your plate of food for then. Okay, then the the next period usually it's usually the popcorn period. Oh, nice popcorn period. Little snack. Mm. Second period, popcorn period. A little snack. Yeah. And then the uh, the the third third period. Well, that's when you bring out the sorbet, baby. Oh wow! Sorbet. What kind of sorbet? You go for dessert. I do. I go for dessert. I get a little raspberry sorbet. That's a strong sorbet. Yeah, raspberry sorbet with a cookie and a hot chocolate. Oh, nice. and is it is it still the stadium hot chocolate that's like my teeth? Like you lose a tooth for each glass you drink, like um, or is it like better booth hot chocolate? Ma- maybe, <laughs> but like the thing is, I just like I I I make it a mocha is what I do. Ah, yeah, I, okay. I pump the the coffee and then put the hot chocolate pack yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. So it's. A little bit, right? You got a big night ahead of you. I do have a big night ahead of me. Yeah, (laughs) that's. I got a whole third period to go through. (laughs) Maybe overtime. Who knows? That's always. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. If overtime happens, do you have a do you have a fourth meal plan? No. Usually it's the five minute overtime. We're okay. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. Right. 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 That sounds Uh, awesome. Yeah, it's the best. I feel like I I miss it. I love. I love that idea. I feel like my like three meals would be, uh, yeah, like I'd have a pre show like wings and pizza kind of situation, right? Uh, I feel like first period I'd be into the nachos. Nice. I'd like get some nachos up in oh, me. Oh yeah. Uh, second period I'd be about the popcorn. Yeah. Because that's like uh, that's always like a great after I'm full I can still eat a whole shit ton of popcorn. Hell yeah, you can. Um, and then uh, third period, I, I might I might go for a hot dog. <laughs> I might re up. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you, you know gotta, what? I'm hungry again. Yeah, you gotta go for the hot dog. Yeah. yeah. I never even thought about dessert, but like I'm, I've never been a big dessert guy in general. Um, so maybe that's why. But uh, you know, if it's there, I'd probably have some at the end. Try one of those cookies at Ali's bacon. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> like Jesus Christmas. Yeah, right. Those cookies are crazy. Yeah. They're pretty great, right? Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. And but I feel like using new butter this time. <laughs> Holy cow. I thought I blacked out. I, I was eating it in the car and then I woke up four days later. Yeah. It, that's a great okay. I know this we can't you can't experience this listening to the podcast, <laughs> but Holy moly, there's some cookies out there in the world that are Connor McDavid level good. Yeah. <laughs> the Connor McDavid of cookies. That's right. Cookie McDavid. Um the <laughs> That's what she should call them. Yeah. We, we just we just Cookie McDavid. Yeah. That's fun. Uh but yeah, I just wanted to say uh, I feel like if I ever saw a football game in this context, 100% I would be just eating every so often maybe go check, "Oh, what's going on out there?" Okay, cool. Cuz I don't really care about football. Yeah, it's But I do think with hockey, I I do care and yeah. I do like the act the constant action of the game. Yeah. And so it would be it'd be harder for me to just stay at the food table. Now, is that the difficulty for you with football because it is for me. I can I very it very the, much the so. stop start nature of football really keeps me at a distance. Yes, I think that's a big reason why I don't watch it regularly. I will say having watched only one full game and like snippets of games throughout my life, um, I appreciate it a bit more for that aspect because I like it as a hangout sport to watch. Yeah, uh, I love hockey as a hangout sport too, but that's more because 
I like the energy that comes with watching it with friends, especially if you know we're watching a Flames game with a bunch of Flames mm-hmm. fans, mm-hmm. and you know they score and everyone cheers and it's great. Uh, whereas with football, it's more, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. I can. <laughs> yeah. I don't need. I'm not gonna yeah, right. leave and come back and be like, oh man, I missed it. It's gonna be like I come back and it's like, oh yeah, they touched down. I'm like, oh cool, great. <laughs> you know, I like, think in, yeah. I think an NFL game would be bananas. Yeah, because they love football. So um, my parents, By they, you mean went to I Americans? Mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not being sarcastic no. about that. <laughs> this is the only experience that I have, and it's secondhand. My parents went to a Seattle Seahawks game. Yeah, uh, they like they they went. This is obviously before everything, um, and. Everything. You know, before the I world really ended. Don't. Before oh. the world ended. The great pause. I thought yeah. there was some like controversy with the Seahawks or something. Like, <laughs> uh, right. You know, yeah, when the Seahawks a, yeah. were swallowed by the sea. This is before. This is before uh, Seattle fell into the <laughs> into ocean the like ocean, Atlantis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Donovan was there. Yeah. Um, and oh no, that's Atlanta. Never mind. That's, Sorry. That's right. <laughs> so they said that the noise. From a regular season game, yeah, in the stadium was the loudest thing they'd ever heard in their lives. Yeah. Wow! And they did the whole like jet flyover and everything. Oh, it's man. the opulence of it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I mean, I think any live event sounds great <laughs> right now. I mean, so. yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would hate that. I oh. would have. I would have hated that in the before time mm. because a. I think the NFL sucks. Oh yeah. Um, B. I think jet flyovers are a huge waste of money mm. and you know resources. And uh, C. They poison the air. Yeah, they poison the air. And uh, C. I just don't like things that are that loud. No, like those guys on <laughs> motorcycles that drive down the road and they're yeah. like, "Listen to my motorcycle." You just ruined my day. A hundred percent. I get white hot angry yeah. instantly. Yeah. I also dislike those. Um, but. With everything that's been going on, yeah, I'd take a Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sounds great. Just smelling other people sidling up next to you. Yeah. yeah, get close. Get close. Spill your cheese on I me, wanna, man. I want to sit between, like, two different groups of people who have all painted their chests. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Smell that and they're And they're from two different teams, so, like, there might be a rumble yeah. between yeah. them at some yeah, point. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there with my beer. And hoping they don't punch me. I want to do what they what these guys did in this episode. Go on, zany adventure. Go, go on a party bus. Yeah. To a sporting event. Yeah. Remember when we did that? No. No, you might not have been there. I... <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I definitely. I mean, I've been I've been to games with with a bunch of people in our group. But oh not, never, no! Never using a party bus. Oh, we were just delivered uh, some cookie McDavid's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are those cookies? Those are Cookie McDavid's. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Past and future guest Allie uh, has baked some cookies for the boys. And <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we will oh. enjoy those once we're done recording. Um, which will be very soon. Which will be soon, yes. We, we are kind of all over the place. Uh, much like I, this episode. Much like this episode, but also much like my brain is currently. So <laughs> apologies to everyone. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on drugs. Um <laughs> if you're upset, it's because it's of the, the drugs. drugs. Okay? <laughs> Talk to Dr. Prednisone or whoever invented prednisone. It was um, actually, yeah, George Prednisone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, 
fuck, I feel like I did have something else I wanted to say about this episode, though. Uh, what is it, Greg? <laughs> is it about the scalping guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that guy's... That guy's tiny mustaches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, tiny mustaches. Weird little running thing in this I episode. Like, I like Dolly Parton. I think she does a nice job. In this episode, she's yeah. sort of there and whatever. But yeah, she comes and goes and doesn't embarrass herself. No, she's, yeah, she she's basically serving the like. Isn't the halftime show weird? Yeah, yeah, like, right. Commentary, right? Yep, she yeah. talks about what she, she's like. Rob Lowe and Stomp. Yeah, Rob Lowe and Stomp. And then she puts on a Snoopy head and rockets away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like that's what the the halftime show is like. Am I right? Not just Everybody? any halftime show. It's the Pepsi halftime show. Yeah. Oh. And then the I mean the Catholic Church thing. Or the church thing is a commentary on the Super Bowl commercials. Yep. Um, do you guys like Super Bowl commercials? I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, I used <laughs> to be into them, but now I'm just like, oh, they're just, they're just commercials. I liked the weird meta thing they did with the Tide, the Tide commercials that one year. Well, I'm not going to talk to you about commercials. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you can tell me about them. Like, what What do you mean you're not going to talk? Well, like tell tell me about these Tide commercials. Oh, did you not know them? No, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, don't know I thought you were like, them. we can't talk about this. Like, you had some problem with them. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for coming off that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was very scary. I was like, oh, something bad happened to Greg with the Tide commercials. Um, uh, a commercial killed my no, dog. They, just, they had this running oh, no. thing with, uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, they had this running thing with David Harbour. Because uh, it's also like during like Stranger Things was like a huge thing. Okay. So they got him yeah. uh, to to do these Tide commercials, um, where it would seem like a different kind of commercial, and then at the end he'd pop up and be like, "No, it's a Tide ad." <laughs> huh, that's funny. And it's okay. like it's like okay. and the, the whole kind of concept was uh, in the commercial itself. Everyone's clothes were pristinely washed right. and clean. Oh, and so I he'd understand. pop up at the end and be like, "Did you notice how clean these were? It's because of Tide." And so I liked that because it was this running thing throughout the Super Bowl where, like, it happened every commercial break. There'd be a new one where you're like, what the hell is this a commercial for? That's and it's so and it, expensive. I know. Oh, yeah. And it seems like it's going to be, like, yeah, like a commercial for, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think what big movies were coming out that year, but, like, let's say Batman vs. Superman, right? Right. Like, it looks like it's going to be a commercial for that. And then David Harbour's like, uh, Batman's really clean. Tie that. <laughs> And nice. I thought it was really funny. I was that like, is that's funny. a clever way that's, to, that's good. you know, to, to do that. And, and uh, it's, yeah. that's, like, I just can't get over how expensive that is. Yes. For a 30-second Super Bowl It's spot. insane how much, yeah, how much money goes into the Super Bowl in general. Yeah. But the ads are next level. Yeah. <laughs> I peruse, like, the top 10 lists yeah. every year. I peruse them. I don't watch them all. And but... then you always get one. You always get one or two yeah, you get that are just two. like, that are just like this guy had a million dollars lying around and he owns a <laughs> furniture warehouse in like Minneapolis <laughs> or some shit and he wants America to know. <laughs> yeah, it's like Al's that. Golf Depot. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I love that. <laughs> and it's like, it's filmed on like a shitty little digital camera. Yep. Their whole awesome. budget was just to get the spot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> he had to commit tax fraud. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He laundered money at the local yeah. casino. And <laughs> well, before we go to the reference desk, yeah. I do feel like we didn't really get a clear 
we got a clear idea how Greg felt about the episode. I think yeah. I expressed myself with Brayden. Did, like, did you like the episode? I like the B plot a lot. Okay. Like, I'm I'm the same. I like the B plot a lot. I was like Vincent Price, what? <laughs> and then Marge makes like a very clear reference <laughs> to a very obscure Vincent Price ep- or movie before she gets cut off, um, which I don't know. I mean. I feel like Vincent Price is one of those actors who was in like 200 movies, yeah, like Hammer in. Horror yeah. type stuff. Yep. Um, I like the B plot a lot. I actually kind of, I had a lot of emotions. I had a lot of feels at the end. I was like, the episode is apologizing for itself to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah. yeah, the meta stuff that we did as the opening, yeah. uh, opening bit. But then it kind of saved it for me when Madden, when Vincent Price shows up in the bus <laughs> and Madden says, well, that doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I will say, yeah, I, I think on that, on that note, like it's a rare time because I feel like the, the writers are doing this a lot, especially in this season, but like it's been happening for a while now. Season nine has a bit of it too. Yeah. Like the lampshade, uh, lampshading of, of jokes where they're like, we recognize that this writing is bad or that this writing yeah. is weird or whatever you want to call it. And we're going to draw attention to it within the episode. So you know that we know. you know. Yeah. And I usually hate that. Because <laughs> to me, that's just like, well, you're, first of all, you're being lazy with the writing. And then you're being extra lazy by just being like, we know it's lazy and we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But this one did weirdly work for me. And I think, like you said, I think it's because Vincent Price shows up and Madden has that line of like, that doesn't make any sense. What the hell? Yeah. And he seems genuinely like angry about it. I don't know why it works better for me. When it's coming out of John Madden's mouth. <laughs> is it? Is it? I wonder if it's the Statler and Waldorf effect. Could be. Of yeah. it. Because that whole thing has a very Statler and Waldorf yeah. descent. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, that was good. It's two well, outsiders it was, commenting yeah. versus like, where if, if like Homer said it, it feels more internal. Yeah. yeah so right. maybe that's why it works better. Yeah. And it also does that thing where it's like, well, that episode was good. I mean, it wasn't great. It was okay. <laughs> I guess it was pretty bad. That's right. I hated it. Boo! Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, yeah. It's I, it's also like weird that they because they could have done that exact same uh idea of Madden and other dude like talking about the episode, but not literally talking about the episode. But they decide to have it like they literally say, like, oh, what about Marge and Lisa painting eggs? You know, like so it's completely removed now. Yeah. You know it is because yeah. they're commenting on characters they don't know. Um, when they could have like they could have been a bit more subtle about it, where it's like, oh, what do you think about this Super Bowl? And it's like, well, it was a little disjointed, and uh, there's a weird B plot with with people we didn't know, you know, like being more subtle about it. And they decide to go really like, uh, what do you call it? Overt. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Drugs. They show some restraint with the side characters on that. Like they could have like leaned into Sea Captain and and Squeaky Voice. So I like I didn't mind that. It's a collage of an episode. Like it really is. It's four writers in four different rooms <laughs> going, "Here's my pitch for a full episode," and then they just cobbled them all together. Like and like would they have been on some weird time limit because they had to get the NFL players to I don't know. Anyways, it's I think it's fine, but the Vincent Price really does save it for me. <laughs> to like I do really like that B plot. It's weird and how I effective I, it is. I really yeah. shouldn't like it's it's kind of silly. Yeah. It's kind of dumb, but <laughs> it it does work for me. Yeah. So yeah. Oh. Great. Reference well, desk. Let's go to the reference desk. All right. Uh, so the title, Sunday Credit Sunday, uh, of course, most recognizable as the title of a U2 song, which did take its name from a movie. Of course, um, Joshua Tree. Y- y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
The last episode I was on, we talked about you two for like an hour. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> That's why we brought you on. We're like, oh, this is a U2 episode. Right? <laughs> Sunday, Friday, sure. Sunday. <laughs> um, so I couldn't quite place on the uh, the like wanted poster or whatever in the post office, uh, but um, there was four caricatures, I'm assuming, yeah. of old silent film stars. Uh, Krusty specifically says Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, I, I, I couldn't figure out who the others were. I don't know. Chaplin's uh, one. Was it Chaplin? See, I thought maybe it was, but I, I couldn't tell if it I was I think it was a weird, yeah. a weird Chaplin. Like, it wasn't the Tramp. It was some yeah. other Chaplin. Anyway. But there's a... Uh, you, I don't know. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Yeah, you get it. I don't know. I'm, joke. I'm on it drugs. It falls remarkably flat, yeah. that joke. Oh, yeah. Bad it joke. falls remarkably flat. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bad joke. Uh, you got uh, the Macarena's referenced. Sure is. Oh, yeah. This is during its heyday, I'm pretty sure, so that's probably why. It's taking what, over the country. What year did this come out again? 99. 99. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the Macarena, Greg? I <laughs> no, but I do think this is the year that Columbine happens. Oh boy! All right, do you remember Macarena, Brayden? <laughs> I do, and I think it was junior high for me. So it would have been I would have been grade eight, so slightly before ninety nine. Uh, I can't. I mean, do like, do you remember way. the dance? Please do the dance. <laughs> oh yeah, I can do <laughs> the kidding. the dance. I think and I just then, think I think the Macarena is one of the weirdest cultural things that's ever happened. In isn't that society. wild? Yeah, because it was so huge. Yeah, um, and I remember Hotel Transylvania Three. No, has a whole thing about the Macarena. Summer Vacation. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching that movie and being like, "What is happening? <laughs> do they like just straight up like?" He earnestly Dracula, do the Macarena? Drac, Drac uh, as we know him, mm-hmm. voiced by Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the movie, performs the Macarena to, like, fight this monster or something? It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember it being the climax. It's like, we're all doing the Macarena now. Holy and all the characters moly. do the Macarena. And I'm like, what's happened? <laughs> I've been transported back to 1999. Because well, oh, um, it was such a, that's the thing, it was such a cultural thing for one year and one year only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like um, because like it's ha- in Austin Powers, Bayou Shagney also came out in '99. He does the Macarena. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just this weird thing that like you look at any cultural cultural thing during this year when the Macarena was huge, and everyone's referencing it. Yeah, it's just it's banana. And then and then the next year, nobody talks about it. No, no, no. Like it's just done. It's just it was such a huge thing and gone so quickly. It's just it's fascinating. It's like Gangnam Style. But even that, like, the, the, you it, could... It has like, some you, resonance. You even saying it, yeah, you even saying yeah. it now, I'm like, yeah, but, like, if it played it right now, I'd dance to it. That's fun. Sure. <laughs> Gangnam Style is, like, this interesting thing because it has, like, this uh, internet half-life. Mm, yeah, right. Where, like, yeah, there's this yeah. video. It's a funny video. Yeah, for sure. First video to reach uh, a billion yeah. on YouTube. And it also has that. So I guess, like, the Macarena... It is, might have been that if the internet was it if might, YouTube like, existed. If it had the right. YouTube Yeah, factor. you're totally yeah. right. You're yeah. totally right. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's the only thing that separates Gagnum Style and the Macarena. I think it Something is. Something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember who does the Macarena? Uh, the Spanish artist. man. <laughs> yeah, must be. Sure, but <laughs> that's not the question. No, um, that's his name. All right. I honestly don't. Know. Legitimately, I, know. I don't know. Legitimately, <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I'm five. trying to see if I can remember by memory. I think it's Dos Del Rio. I think that's what it is. Holy Greg, look it up. Moly. All right, keep going. Yeah. Uh, uh, Escape the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. Yeah. Uh, Homer sings that. Uh, if you like Pina Coladas, because he what is he what does he actually think it is? 
Uh, oh. Like colon. Something about his colon. Yeah. yeah. Colonic. Colonic. Colonic, right. <laughs> you think it's going to be pina colada, but it's a uh, colonic. Um, Rudy. What? Did, who did you hey, say yeah, it was? Rudy. Dos Del Rio. Los Del Rio. Damn, well so done. Close. Well wow. done. Good for you, yeah. though. I would not <sighs> have gotten that trivia question. Los Del Rio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Rudy. Fuck, that's impressive. <laughs> that's wild, man. Yeah. He's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rudy is uh, running along, and then they they don't let him go. Yeah, he's obnoxious because he's, he's a little guy. Um, Vincent Price, of course. Uh, the the church commercial is uh, kind of it's not quite this, but it's like a clear riff on "Give Me All Your Lovin'" by ZZ Top. Mm, yeah, I mean they use it in in the commercial, but I don't think it's the actual song. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I was listening to it. I'm like, this is like, to me, it seemed like one of those, um, you know, sound alikes. Yeah, like like close enough that you would you would hear it in your head, but it, they don't have to get the rights for it. That might have been it. Yeah, but I, I did hear it, okay. uh, so it worked. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't know for sure, but yeah, yeah, definitely um, worked on me. Oh boy, <laughs> Rob Blow, Rob Blow and Stomp, as mentioned. Sure. Um, one of those I really like. Uh, <laughs> Rob Lowe. Guess which one. You love Rob Lowe. I do love Rob Lowe. Rob That's Lowe's. Uh, I mean, I'm also rewatching yeah. Parks and Rec, and he's my favorite parts of that show. Um, Euro Disneyland is mentioned. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. not mentioned, but it's uh, parody. That's with Dolly Euro- Parton's best joke. Yeah, Euro Euro Dollywood or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Peanuts because she has that uh, Snoopy head. Um, song two by Blur. Woo-hoo. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. running around. Um, three Stooges. Yep. Woo, 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 yeah, they go like woo, 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 woo. they make Stooges sounds. Uh, and then, in everyone's favorite joke that has aged very well, uh, Al Gore and the election of the of two thousand. That's right. Oh, uh, wow. because the writers were very sure, as many were, that Al Gore was going to win the election, and then it ended up being a controversial election. California. Only a little, a little bit. Yeah, and uh, it was stolen. So. <laughs> well, if you watch the movie Recount, which I do, they say that they were never trailing the Republicans. Oh, okay. And technically, that's true. I actually never watched. I never heard of Recount. What the hell is that? It's a documentary. That's uh, a docudrama. Sure, it's an HBO show. Gotcha. They were anyway, never trailing. They oh. were never trailing in Florida, which is technically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Were they mailing in boats, though? <laughs> did they stop the steal? <laughs> to them, I guess they did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's all I had for references. All right, cool. Favorite joke time. Yes. Who wants to go first? Jody Price. <laughs> Jody Price. It's a good joke. It's a strong joke. <laughs> now, do you like it on the phone? Do you like it at the end or both? I like this part it's um if you're calling about the missing feet say your address at the tone and my grandson jody (laughs) will bring them to you and then she writes down jody price and underlines i actually missed that i must have been writing stuff down i missed that vision that's very funny (laughs) that's the best (laughs) <laughs> Brayden? Brayden? Uh, I, I want to actually point out there's some nice animation in that scene where they're like digging through the box or whatever like they do some nice little like just like life things like mm-hmm. Lisa checks the box after the feet aren't in there and I was like oh that's nice that's like 
that's that's a nice little touch of like human life animation. I think my favorite joke is I actually like when Marge uh, sort of uh, accuses Lisa of just having a problem with every with everything. I yeah. really like that part. Yeah. Um, I think it's Clay. Just, Do you like, I have a problem with Clay? <laughs> yeah, you have a problem very, with Clay. Strong. I I think that's my favorite joke in the piece. It's it's a character driven joke that I quite like. Um, nice. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I really like uh, the uh, holding the glass up and saying the name. Yeah, of you like that. I I did really like yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. It's it, again. It's one of those meta things where like I obviously know why they're doing it because they don't know who's going to be playing the Super Bowl when they're recording it or when they're animating it rather. So they can just put in ADR after and they're drawing attention to it. And I think it's very funny. But I think what makes it even funnier for me is when they do the Bill Clinton thing yeah. because that's not going to change that <laughs> i mean theoretically right like that's clearly like that's something they could have animated easily mm-hmm. and but i like that they do it because it just it makes the joke a bit funnier to me and his wife hillary <laughs> i don't know just really worked for me so i laughed I laughed at it i hope they had to bring it back in yeah <laughs> bill clinton hillary <laughs> thanks fred <laughs> Uh, what about episode MVP? Um, oh, mine's Vincent Price. God, <laughs> I w- yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was, from I, beyond the grave. I have to agree with you, Vincent Price. With Dan doing a very, a very Dan Vincent yeah. Price impression, um, but also him showing up at the end. I, I don't know. The, Where's the, that stupid clutch? <laughs> it's so bizarre. Give it some gas, and so Grandpa. absurd. And for some reason, the absurdity is what nails it for me. So it's a yeah. It's a weird time when that actually really works. I just yeah. love when he says, "You should know the grave, the embrace of the grave couldn't hold me." <laughs> <laughs> and now I return to the crypt. <laughs> hey, he's a spooky guy. He's a spooky guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's into it. I like it. Yeah, it's great. He's my MVP. Vincent Price? Vincent right. Price is also across the board. The board. Yeah. Legitimately, like, when the he Price shows up right. at the end, I go, ah, good. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vincent Price. Perfect episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think we did it. We did it. Um, so, uh, thank you, Braden. No, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's always a blast. Uh, we really do appreciate you appearing on our final season. Final, final season. season. And, um, yeah, where, uh, what's our next episode? I honestly Next episode is Homer to the Max. Homer to the Max. This is where he changes his name? I believe so. Okay, interesting. Because there's, t- there's Maximum Homer Drive. Which is another episode. In this season. Yeah. Uh, which I believe what? is the trucker one. It is the trucker one. Yeah, yeah you're and right. And then Homer to the Max is where he becomes Max Power. Yeah. So always confused me though. Like, yeah. come on, guys, you have two different episodes with Homer and Max in the title. Do we yeah. have a guest lined up for that one? So for Homer to the Max. Yeah. Yeah. We got Bill Hanstock. Oh shit. Emmy winner. Oh shit. We got Emmy winner Bill Hanstock. Our first Emmy winner is going to yeah. join us to talk about Homer to the Max. Not the last, right? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, Emmy yeah. winner. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's from the States. He's a friend of mine from the internet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. That's way better than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a you're a two-time uh, uh, Heisman trophy winner. Yeah, that's right. Was, correct. Is that correct. even football? I, I didn't know. remember that because of my CTE. <laughs> uh, but uh, let me remind you about my CTE. Yeah. Football is a crime. Uh, is, is Heisman football? It is. Okay, so I did American. But, well, but I did yeah. it. You got it. 
You nailed it. Uh, where can they find us, Al? Oh, you can find us on the internet. And <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. And mm-hmm. you can find us on Facebook at Two Bad Neighbors of Simpsons Podcast. And nailed you it. can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com numerical three and of course you can also subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash boathouse studios how about the german way for two dollars a month you can get all of our bonus content including our monopoly game that just went just up dropped. yesterday as much recording. as just fucking really tough work that i did on that one yeah, uh, i spent a lot of time editing it so i spent a lot so of time editing it. it i really hope you guys watch it i really hope you enjoy it and I had a lot of fun doing it. We had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, the um, joined us. They sure did, and they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a proud Patreon myself, I'm looking forward to the Monopoly game. I hope you enjoy yeah. it. Please yeah. tell me if you can actually watch it. I am curious to know if it worked. Because <laughs> it's a credit. Ah, uh, yeah, sure is. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and we're going to do another quarantine commentary trilogy, right? We sure are. Are we going to do JP? We are. Nailed it. We're gonna do JP. We're gonna do the JP trilogy. That's right. Um, and that's the uh, damn it. <laughs> I was really hoping I could come up on the spot yeah, with another no. movie. We're doing Jurassic Park, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have some fun. Uh, so thank you so much, Braden, thank once you. again for joining us. And as always, keep watching the ski. <laughs>